Good morning, everyone. You may be seated. And I'm going to open right up with a question for the children, so everybody listen close. So today in our Old Testament reading, we heard perhaps some of the most famous words, maybe the most famous words in the whole Bible. Anybody know what we call them? I grew up Baptist, so it was thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. Does anybody know what we heard? Theo? That's right. The Ten Commandments is what we heard today. So we're going to set the scene um, for what was going on. So if you could pull up that slide. I've got an illustration, an illustration for it. Okay, yes. So let's remember what was happening when the Lord gave the Ten Commandments. So the Lord descended down upon Mount Sinai, as we can see. And if you recall, Mount Sinai is like blowing up. We've got trumpets are blaring. Smoke is coming down. Um, what else we got? The whole mountain is quaking. The people are standing at the base of the mountain. We remember, they can't even touch it, or they will die, right? And Moses is right there. And I love this illustration because he's kind of put in a little cleft of the rock, which I think um, is a reference to later God's going to pass before him. And I wonder if that's what he's going to do. So in the midst of all of this glory, the Lord gives actually what's the ten words in Hebrew, but we call it the ten commandments, okay? So... A while ago, I gave a children's sermon about the Lord's Prayer, and I remember saying to you all, like, this one short little prayer of Jesus, so many books have been written about it. Well, I bet that is a drop in the bucket compared to what has been written about the Ten Commandments. Um, even just this week, I did an Amazon search, and it pulled up over a 1,000 results. We've got books, posters, wall art, if you guys want wall art, movies, and this is really funny. I ordered this for Children's Church. I thought it was a big puppet. I got this, but can you all see what he's holding? What's he holding? He's got the Ten Commandments. That's right. Even little Moses here, my finger puppet, came with the Ten Commandments. So, all right. So even though they were given to us about 3,000 years ago, Ten Commandments are still considered very important and worth studying today. So. And while we could spend a lot of time studying each commandment, and what they say about God and, and, and just what he wants from us. And we will do that in Children's Church today. I actually want to focus on something else right now. Because as I studied this week, I made a discovery so amazing that our resident Hebrew scholar, Miss Sarah, I had to ask her on the phone. I said, why have I never heard this? Is this accurate? And she looked it up for me and said, well, what do you know? It is. Um, now, to help you know what I discovered, I'm going to read some of the commandments to you again. I'm not going to read them all. But I want you all to pay attention. There's a word I'm going to emphasize. And I'm going to ask you what it is, okay? So here we go. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. All right, so in all these commandments, I emphasized a word. And even though I didn't list the other ones, that word is in every other commandment as well. Did anybody catch what it was? Yes. You. That's right. It was you. And here's what I want you to know. The you in Hebrew is singular. Now, here's uh, what that means. Even though God was talking to a big crowd of people, he wasn't saying, as I might say in the South, y'all all do this. He was saying, each of you follow me. 
each of you obey my commandments. Now, why does that get me excited? Because it shows that this great, awesome Lord who is worthy of our reverence is calling each of us into relationship with him. And so I want to put it this way. If I were to look out at you all and say, after church, I want y'all to come to my house for lunch. You might be able to say, well, Miss Dana wasn't really looking at me when she said it. She didn't really mean me. You know, I'm just kind of lost in the crowd. But if I walked over to you and I said, I want you to come to my house. I want, well, you live with me. Of course you're coming to my house. Okay, I want you to come to my house. I want you to come to my house. And I looked you in the eye. You would feel personally invited, right? And you would know that I really, really wanted you. So in the same way, this passage shows us we are not lost in the crowd to God, right? Just because a lot of people believe in Jesus does not mean you are lost in the crowd or that he does not see you. He may have a lot of sheep, but the good shepherd knows and cares for each one. So the next time you are tempted to think that God doesn't see you or that what you do doesn't really matter, remember this passage alone, among many others actually, shows that that's not true at all, that God wants to be in relationship with each one of us. And that means you sink one. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, I just praise you so much that we're not lost to you, that you are great and awesome and mighty, and you know each one of your children. Help us to hear you today. In Jesus' name.